We're who's here. We are who's here. Smaller than the eye can see. It's true, sir. We are who, sir. She's a who and so is he. We're tiny little people floating by in the air. <laughs> That's the beginning of a song I sang as the mayor of Whoville in Susical the Musical my senior year of high school. You may have never read the book or seen the movie Horton Hears a Who, but you've likely read a Dr. Seuss book. And if you haven't, then either you grew up in a country that doesn't speak English, or you're going to have to work hard to convince me that you know how to read. I'm Josiah Holland, born in 1996, and the last four of my social security number are none your business. This podcast is my attempt to merge humor, philosophy, and whatever interesting things I encounter along the way. I think we've all had moments where we felt incredibly small in the universe. Swallowed, almost insignificant. It's not a loss of self-worth, it's laying on your back under the stars. Staring out the window at night during a thunderstorm lighting up the sky, you only feel small because of how big everything else is. The Earth the solar system, the galaxy, the universe. Removed now from those moments, I think it's in those moments that I have been the most wise. I've seen a glimpse of the big picture, and it's much bigger than me. What is wisdom that you should desire it? What is knowledge that you should seek to attain it? Some of my favorite Bible passages are from what the Jewish tradition has called wisdom literature. Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes... Vanity, vanity, everything is vanity. From dust you were created, and to dust you will return. Did you place the stars in the sky? Do you know when mountain goats give birth? Can you put Leviathan in with a fish hook? <laughs> what makes these verses full of wisdom? Well, it's that the main characters don't seem to have life figured out. Rather, they've figured out their place in the universe. Wise King Solomon realizes that even with all the riches the world could give him, he's going to be returning to the dirt. Righteous Job isn't condemned, but he is put in his place. I think wisdom is a tension to be managed. It's well-worn hands, gray hair, and ultimately white hair. I can't help but think of Gandalf from Lord of the Rings or Dumbledore from Harry Potter. They've got more backstory than the books have time for. And when someone is new to something, they look for the boundaries. They don't have a context yet for how they, how they fit into things. Think about a new job or a new school. You're trying to do things right. In your mind, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. You just don't know yet. You want the manual for how everything in this place works. And by the end of the day, you're exhausted. It feels like you've been trouncing through a field full of landmines with a paint-by-number map on where not to step. You're filling it in as you go, and you already have, by the end of the day, part of it, but it's just a record of where landmines are that you've already stepped on. And so we can forget that, though. The longer you're in something, the more familiar it becomes. Eventually it becomes second nature, and it's easy to judge the newbies. But it really isn't fair for us to do that. We were just like them and put us in a new situation and we'll be like them again. So what am I going to do with this? I'm, I'm going to seek wisdom. I'm going to suck it up and know that new situations lead to mistakes. But with more context, I'll become more capable of making wise decisions. I'll move from making 
mistakes to managing tensions because it's never as simple as right and wrong. The world is nuanced and complicated. Pretending that it's black and white avoids growth and ultimate reality. Gandalf doesn't know all the right answers. He's just seen enough of life to have an idea of what is the best answer in a given situation. And that's why you seek his advice. It's why, you're, why you hire a general counsel attorney to legally guide your company. And yet the world is changing so fast. We hardly understand ourselves within it, so how would an old wise man or woman be able to help us make sense of things? We've gravitated towards a radical individualism that prides itself on figuring things out independently. And here's what I've found. A lot of people in my generation have successfully navigated the landscape around them. Their grandparents couldn't have told them how to build a personal brand on Instagram, but they did it. They've got plenty of likes, over 500 connections on LinkedIn, and a well-paying job. Wisdom? It's irrelevant, because what you know today won't apply tomorrow, and what you learned yesterday doesn't apply today. But these same people find life lacking meaning. Where's the substance and purpose of life? They have legitimate depression, and they see a legitimate counselor, and they spend a legitimate hour along with $100 each week to talk about themselves and be asked questions, and they legitimately need this. But could it have all been avoided by seeking wisdom along the way? I wonder what would have happened had they sat across the coffee table from a 70-year-old earlier in life, if they had kept this up once a week, if they had sought wisdom instead of knowledge and significance instead of success. Maybe those are the answers we're really looking for. Mm-hmm.